Uh, also, divisive times are we are in the middle of it. And obviously, you see this in the campaign. It's been worse before. Uh, however, I mean, a civil war would be part of this. Uh, and of course, uh, in addition to that, uh, you remember the re- you know the whole issue with segregation and that coming apart and and uh, all of the. Uh, the consternation that really caused. Uh, there's a movie about Ann Atwater and C.P. Ellis. Uh, one's a segregationist, one's a, uh, a, a person who's fighting for uh, uh, the rights of African Americans, and it's called the uh, the uh, uh, the best of enemies. Uh, he was he was in the Ku Klux Klan, and if they were able to bridge that gap, uh, then we can we can bridge any gaps. April 5th is in theaters. The best of enemies. Uh, it's gonna be. I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be great. April 5th. It is the best of enemies. Go see the trailer online now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just I'm sorry. I uh, have been so busy this weekend just giving long, slow, passionate kisses to the back of strange women's heads. Uh, and man, when you do that all weekend long, I've been picking out long strands of hair out of my nose from women. I apparently just sucked it in and just and I apologize for any of those women that I left bald over the weekend. But hey, hey, I'm just creepy Uncle Glenn, I guess. We can all get away with this now. Creepy Uncle Joe. As the program begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. I just want you to know, never have I acted inappropriately or that I know of. I mean, maybe. I mean, we're at a place now that if somebody says something, you know, (laughs) I got to listen to what they're saying because maybe I did. I don't know. You know, Uh, (laughs) simply safe, 100 percent committed to helping you fear less at home. So simply safe what they have now. I don't know. I don't know if they have something where if you have a creepy uncle, it stops by the alarm goes off. Usually we have that kind of alarm in ourselves, uh, but sometimes, strangely, we don't listen to it. Uh, no, he's just a, he's old. That's just the way he is. Anyway, uh, Simply Safe can't keep you safe from, let's say, politicians roaming the streets. But <laughs> if somebody tries to break into your home, they got you covered. Simply Safe, an amazing company with no hidden fees, no contracts. Uh, they'll protect your home 24 7 for $14.99 a month. That's it. You own the system. When you see how much money you have blown on, uh, you know, these these home security companies, I warn you, it's going to make you angry. The game is over with Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. Wireless security that will keep your home safe in a simple, simple way. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get a 10% discount off your system right now just by going to this special web address. SimplySafeBeck.com. Free shipping, free returns, 10% off now at SimplySafeBeck.com. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How many times has this happened to you? You know, you're just talking to a 13-year-old girl, stroking her face. She's a stranger. Uh, and stroking her hair and uh, whispering things. And she just does everything she can to get away from you. <laughs> and then you say, can I just get a picture with the two of us? How many times has that happened to you? You mean last week? Yeah. Uh, it was the five or four to carry the... 
six. Uh, oh, I mean, 117 times last week. Really? With me? Yeah. 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 It's very common, Glenn. Did uh, you carry the zero? Oh, you know what? 1,160 times. Thank you're you. right. Thank I didn't you. carry the zero. Thank, thank I didn't carry the zero. I mean, this happens to us all, all the time. <laughs> mm. Last night, my wife was watching, you know, some of the footage of, I'm just pulling up footage of, here he is here, here he is here, here he is here. She had not seen it. And I'm telling you, we're at the place with creepy Uncle Joe uh, that we were with Michael Jackson. You know, when we're all like, okay, well, that's kind of creepy the way he has these you know, young male stars hanging out at his house. <laughs> and, you know, there was somebody going, he's got a Ferris wheel in his backyard. He's molesting children. And it was like, no, no, it's just Michael Jackson. It seems weird to put up a funnel cake stand in your driveway, though. <laughs> yeah. I... You want to see the snow cones in my bedroom? <laughs> um, yeah, no, a... I... I don't it seems think to be so. almost like a a breadcrumb trail of treats <laughs> to a locked room with a bunch of cameras coming down the hallway. Why? I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. Look, kids, I've got candy in my closet. Okay, that's a bad sign. Bad sign. And when we're looking at Joe Biden, we are going to be, at some point, I fear we're just going to be going, how did we not? Why didn't we say what happened there? Yeah. This is interesting because this could be a reason he actually doesn't run, right? I mean, he was accused, in case you didn't hear, of inappropriate behavior behind <laughs> uh, behind the curtain of a uh, an event in 2014 for the Latina Victory Fund, mm-hmm. and he loves Latinas. Uh, I don't know, maybe he does, mm-hmm. and so well, he loves the smell of their hair. <laughs> he does seem yeah. to like the the smell well, yeah. of the hair. So he was. Uh, <sighs> we pointed this out many times before. We were way ahead of this one. People are like, oh, well, maybe you got this wrong or you got this wrong. Well, we got this one right. The smelling <laughs> yeah, that hair yeah. thing, we've been on this for a yeah, long for a time. for a long time. There's some strange thing he has uh, about the mm. smell of a woman's hair yeah. or the back of her ears. Not sure what <laughs> it is. Mind. And stroking their yeah. faces and cupping their breasts. Other than that, no big deal. Yeah, I don't know. No big deal. <laughs> Just candy in the closet, kids. That's where I keep my candy. That's where every adult keeps candies. And this is very similar to the to the Bill Clinton thing, right? Where mm. the left excuses this uncomfortable behavior mm-hmm. because the guy's really important and mm-hmm. uh, we have mm-hmm. to say good things about him. Mm-hmm. So he's at an event. Uh, apparently, um, he comes up behind the uh, lieutenant governor candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2014 in Nevada mm-hmm. uh, and does the thing he's done on camera 500 times, oh, which is yes. put put the hands on the shoulder, walk oh. up from behind a woman, put mm-hmm. her, put his hands on both shoulders, mm-hmm. lean in, take a big whiff of that hair mm-hmm. because there's nothing better than the smell of hair. Mm-hmm. And, and then she feels uncomfortable, wants the interaction to end. He whispers something in her ear. Mm-hmm. And this is a strange one because... When you have these other previous Me Too move, uh, moments, there's usually a denial of some sort. And here there really isn't. I mean, she's just describing the thing we've all seen on camera 100 times. Yeah. It's I not- mean, this is not like we don't have to say, oh, I wonder if he did that. We know, we've know we seen him do it 100 times. I have a whole... Right, I mean, I have a whole ca- catalog of pictures here of him... Of him doing uh, of, that exact thing. Of him doing it. Now, listen... There are there are times that, um, you know, I've taken picture with with people, uh, you know, with women. I'll have my hand around their shoulder. 
I'm nowhere near anything personal. You know, I'll lean my head in. If I, if they're like, you know, like you just connect with them, you might lean your head into them, but not your face. You're looking at the camera and you kind of just <laughs> lean into them and they're, you know, you're hugging and you're affectionate, but not creepy affectionate, not like touching people, touching faces, uh, you know, cupping breasts, anything <laughs> like that. It's creepy. Yeah. And there's different lines for different people. Like I've never been a hugger myself yeah, I am. and you are and i think it, that became a thing like I, I remember when people started hugging when you met them like it, i remember being like this is weird um and but then you kind of like all right i guess this is what people do and then you hug people and then later on i remember the side hug coming in i feel like it's a relatively recent development what's the side hug the side hug is when you like you kind of you go you know how for a hug you go with the kind of two a typical hug yeah. would be two arms and you're and you're kind of you, i don't know you're 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 bringing the person in you're hugging them yeah the side hug is you kind of bring in it's kind of half you're around like one arm and you kind of you kind of bump sides that's the, that's the way i would describe this, yeah, this okay. side. it's kind of like a side bump yeah okay you know it's like a, you right. pull them in and you're both kind of facing the same direction as you're hugging does that oh, make yeah, sense yeah 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 that yeah. sort of side hug thing yeah and that i feel like is you notice some people do that some people don't and of course as a person you just respect the boundaries. You sense the boundaries or, or whatever, you know, like whatever the person's Correct. doing, you kind of just replicate it. I don't really feel comfortable Correct. necessarily hugging people I don't know, but you kind of just do it. whatever right. they're doing, you do. Right. Joe doesn't have that part of him. It's, it's whatever he wants to do. He just does. Well, the, the, the problem is, is the, the look on the women's faces. You know, like if, if I'm taking a bunch of photos and uh, I notice at some point, all of the women look afraid. <laughs> then you would be, I should probably stop doing that. Nobody's telling me because I'm the vice president or because I'm, I'm 800 years old or whatever. Right. Like, uh, you, you would stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't stop doing that. One of my favorite no. is a, a picture of the reporter, the Hills, uh, Amy Parnes. Oh, yeah. Okay. She is, I've never seen anyone. She, he has her hands around her uh around her waist and kind of moving up towards her breast and she's laughing in this picture but you can see she's pushing his hands she has her hands over his and she's pushing them down like get off yes me. this is awkward because we're in the <laughs> white house party and somebody's taking a photo and help i'm being molested here is i help 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 i mean it's it's an odd photo she's holding the border she's she actually is. she's the first reporter ever for border control exactly right. uh, and which is an amazing point because exactly right. she is trying to get that she wants right. the wall. This woman wants the wall, the wall of her arms to separate the breast area and where his hands are. <laughs> it's, it's a, it is a, that one is really weird. And they've asked her about it. And she's like, well, no, no, no. She just smiles. And she said, it's, it's, it's not a problem. And, and that's what I think everybody says. And maybe it's because they all think they can't speak up. But I mean, I, you know, I guess that's it. And this is the first woman who has spoken up. Although, you know, five years later. Right. Like she obviously didn't think she could speak well, up either. But see, here's the problem. Not really. Or is it that he's running now? See, here's. I th here's yes, I do. Here's think that's the it. problem. If he becomes the candidate, every single one of these Bernie, everybody, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, oh, I can't believe you would even bring that up. How dare you even say that? 
they'll they'll do the same. This is all being generated by the Democrats. Opposition research, this essentially. Is, yeah, this yeah. is this is them trying to eat each other. It's fantastic. Oh. There's no there's no conservative in this fight. We're all just <laughs> watching and laughing. <laughs> no, it's like you know when you come in uh, in like late October to work. And there's just bowls of candy all over your office. Yeah, that's, that's what this is every day. Every there's day, there's a new bowl of candy I for us every day. I love this. I love this. Who's out socialized the other one? <laughs> Who's calling for death camps today? <laughs> it's really funny unless one of them gets elected. And then, then it's a lot less funny. You know, it's like you, you'll just hear your mother's voice from behind the screen door. It's all fun and games. <laughs> American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. Have you refied? Are you thinking about refying? It is not too early to have a free mortgage review with American Financing, even if you bought your home just in the last few years, or maybe you did a refi. Uh, the interest rates are low. The new report says homeowners could benefit from the uh, refinancing of their home has now jumped 75 percent since November of 2018. Since since November of 2018, meaning 250,000 homeowners who took out their mortgages last year could now be looking at a lower rate if you refi right now. American financing owned and operated and they focus on your needs and not the needs of a bank. They're not a bank. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. There are a, a, a few of the many, many, many incredible uh, Google reviews people are leaving for American financing. Um, their customer service makes a difference. Um, they took the stress out of refinancing. They got me the cash I needed for my home improvements. We close faster than our realtor has ever seen. That's what people are saying about American financing. They are the people that I trust to help me with my mortgage, your mortgage. Please check them out. Do your own homework. It is AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call a quick 10-minute call for American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. I have to tell you, my favorite Joe Biden picture has got to be the picture where he is in Ohio at the campaign stop and he's meeting with these bikers. And this woman is sitting, I think, on his lap. And you have these two other bikers kind of giving him the side eye like, what are you doing with our woman? We're going to kill you. The guy's uh, face is, is priceless. Oh, it is. He's it not is. happy that this is occurring. Yeah. Uh, and, there, and, and he's just, again, he's smelling the back of this woman's hair and laughing and has his arms around her waist. And you see, the, what was the guy's name? What was his name? Uh, I, I believe his name is, when you actually zoom in on his jacket, yeah. it's, uh, his name is Troll. Troll. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and actually, Even Troll was uh, offended. I should it. clarify. It actually says President Troll. Yeah. Yes, it I don't does. know. Yes, it does. I don't know why it says that on his jacket. I don't know the structure of that organization. That's one of my favorite creepy pictures. But the creepiest picture of uh, of uh, Joe Biden, and it's even more with video, is Maggie Coons. She is the daughter oh, of yeah. Chris Coons, uh, 13 years old, mm-hmm. and he's holding her. He's talking to her, and she just keeps trying to get away. Uh, you also have uh, Stephanie Carter. Now, here's this is this is the guy who was sworn in as the secretary of defense. So he can bomb your house. 
All right. And as he's talking, Joe Biden is standing behind him, holding on to his wife, and she's so clearly uncomfortable. Can you imagine your your husband is being just been sworn in as Secretary of Defense, proudest moment of his career. Um, you, you're there, you're watching him, listening to him, and some creepy old man comes up and grabs your shoulders while he's speaking, and he's like, so defense oh, kind of important your hair is intoxicating i mean it's true i just cut an inch of your hair off and keep it in my pocket it's like the uh if you watched michael scott on the office he's like very convinced that he's a funnier and b more charming than he is and you get this sense that that's kind of joe biden right like he thinks that these things are he thinks he's funny and he's cute and i don't know that he's assaulting the women but he is very convinced that they think this is awesome like wow i'm getting this attention from from joe biden and he's being cute and he's he's saying you know edgy things into my ear like i would not be at all comfortable i mean imagine if that happened to your kid there's some of them are by the way there are republicans too that that go through and and this has happened to it's not just kids of of democrats who maybe You'd think that they oh, have no. the best intentions. He, no, he'll he's smell bipartisan. The, he'll smell the head of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, you know, it's um, amazing, and I think this is this is part of it. Is uh, when I was up with Thomas Massey for the uh, State of the Union, he put his hands on the back of your shoulders and, <laughs> and he, he sniffed was your hair. He was like, mm, <laughs> "Your hair smells really old and brittle and like." Mm-hmm ham sandwiches strangely anyway um so we were walking down the street and he said glenn uh i'm sorry we're gonna have to go such and such because i don't i'm not wearing precious and i said what the hell is precious and he said you know smeagol uh and he took out of his pocket he took uh his his house pin all right it says u.s representatives has the eagle on it and you wear that on your lapel and he said I didn't realize how much my world had changed until one day I just wasn't wearing it. And he said, you know, we all just put it on our lapel and then we're walking around. And he said, one day I'm walking around the Capitol and he said, uh, I'm not wearing my pen. And he said, I'm just walking down and this cop just runs into me and then moves on. And he was like, whoa, that was the rudest cop I've ever seen. And he said, then he started thinking about it. No, it's, well, it's a kind of close quarters and everything else. Then he realized, wait a minute, I'm not wearing my pen. And as he's looking around and he's seeing, he's seeing, you know, how crowded and everybody's kind of pushing into each other, he realizes and he puts his pin on, on his lapel and things change. All of a sudden, it's not so crowded around him. Nobody's bumping into him. No security is giving him a side eye. And he realizes Oh my gosh, look at this. I am trapped in this bubble. And so he never wears it unless he's going in and has to wear it for security reasons because he doesn't like the way all of a sudden he lives into a magic he walks into a right. magic world. Yeah. You know what I mean? The I'm important pin that he Correct. That he's wearing. Where yeah. you don't even notice it anymore. And so he hate he hates that. And I have such respect for him yeah, because I think that's what happens to these people. They get in 
And they're wearing that magic pin since, you know, in Biden's case, what, 1971, something like that. So he's been wearing this magic pen and then he became vice president. Nobody's saying anything to him. He has no idea what's reality. He does what he wants. Right. It's like, uh, what's the comedian's name that uh, I've been watching lately? Uh, gosh, he was a writer for CNN. He's so funny. Um, writer for CNN. Uh, no, no, not really writer for funny. CNN. Uh, writer, yes, aren't they? All the hysterical. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, no, writing for uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, ah, I can't remember his name. I'll remember it in a minute. But he was talking about being with um, uh, Mick Jagger. And he said, you know, as I'm writing scripts, he said, Mick Jagger is like, not funny. <laughs> He's like, who talks like that? Who could just be in a meeting and go, not funny. And everybody just moves on. He said, you'll be sitting there and he all of a sudden just go, diet Coke and a Coke will appear. He's like, that's a guy who has lived yeah. like this since, you know, 1968. He said, because if you had this power, if I had this power, all day long, even if we weren't drinking it, we'd just be like, Diet Coke! <laughs> Watch this. Diet Coke! <laughs> Not funny! Right, you get used to you it. You get used to and it. And you lose all perspective of, and of no what one, life is. Yeah, and no one tells you, uh, dude, uh, that's really creepy. And you, sh especially since you're no longer wearing pants, I know nobody said this to you, but you should wear pants. This is a different line, though, right? I mean, if this is the answer, which I tend to think it is, like uh, he's being inappropriate, and but does it does I, I it mean think you're going to find a Ferris wheel in his backyard? <laughs> I think we're going to find candy wrappers oh, in his closet. I, I mean, seriously, I obviously don't think there's more than an eighty-five percent chance that that would happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. If it doesn't, I mean, is it, is it disqualifying that he is doing things that are, that are making people uncomfortable, but no one's telling them that it makes it uncomfortable? No, I think that is that says a lot about the system that we've created, a system of kings. Yeah, the exact you know? thing we came here to avoid. <laughs> right. We just, they're so out of touch. I got this great story about uh, about somebody who's so out of touch, and it's because of being a prince, a queen, You're a duke. Listening. Glenn Beck. We'll share that coming up in a sec. First, let me tell you about Blinds.com. Now is the perfect time uh, for the uh, new flower boxes and the plants outside and open the windows. Man, we had the windows open yesterday. It was so beautiful here in Texas, and uh, spring is just busting out all over. Why'd you give me a dirty look? You it's don't too think cold. So? Oh, way too Such cold. Such a jerk. Such a jerk. It was like 50. It was beautiful. Too cold. Uh, anyway, Blinds.com, America's number one. It was sunny and beautiful and windy. It was, oh, man, you people from the east, you don't get it. Anyway, number one online choice for custom window coverings. Uh, you can uh, get exactly what you're looking for. And if you don't know what you're looking for, they're going to help you. And they're not going to talk you into something that is, you know, really high priced or, or anything else. In fact, they've done and we have we have experience of them doing this. They do the opposite. You know what? That one's really kind of expensive. This one's better and it's it's less expensive order. Uh, every order gets free samples, free shipping, 100 percent satisfaction guarantee. And right now through April 8th, huge savings plus an extra five percent off with promo code back at blinds.com promo code back blinds.com. If you miss any of the show, you can always get the podcasts. It's wherever podcasts are sold for Glenn Beck uh, in the podcast feed and get Glenn's interviews every week. 
Sorry, Pat was just smelling my hair for a minute. Weird, <laughs> Pat. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I, to me, that's completely appropriate behavior. <laughs> I, but are you willing to listen to me saying I, that it's... I will respectfully listen. Yeah, only okay. if you yes. say it five years later. I right. only want to hear okay. about you thinking it's not well, respectful five Pat years Pat molested me what? five years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Wow, that's yeah. out of the blue. Did you yeah. just go ahead and well, I just that I, to the world? You know, I felt weird about it at the time. You didn't say anything. Uh, well, no, you were too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> really? At the time, really? At the time huh. you were heavier than me. I had a bigger so, power so the, base than you so did the five power, years yeah, ago. Yeah, the power uh, base is okay. switched just a little bit. Huh. Uh, and besides, I want your show. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Pat Gray, welcome to the uh, program. You can Thank hear you. Pat Gray Unleashed as it's uh, recorded. His podcast is recorded live every day, uh, beginning at, uh, what, 7 a.m. Eastern time? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to spend just a couple of minutes with everybody's uh, favorite, Alex Jones. Alex Jones um, says that it was a form, I'm quoting, says it was a form of psychosis that caused him to believe that hmm. certain events like Sandy Hook's massacre were staged. Now, he's being sued by the parents hmm. of uh, Sandy Hook. And so he had to take, uh, you know, he had to go out with a sworn deposition and uh, and and talk about, you know, what 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 he did. And I want to I want to quote him. And I myself have almost like had like a form of psychosis back in the past. Now, there's enough eaten there to last a lifetime. Okay. He's, uh, I've had like a yeah. form of psychosis back in the past where I basically thought everything was staged. Even, I love this. Even though now I've learned a lot of times things aren't staged. Huh. That's amazing. Yeah. So he's still, he's still starting from the point of everything staged. But wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. This one may not be <laughs> right because he accuses a lot of these, you know, big incidents of being false flags. And we've pointed out before there doesn't seem to be any flags, like actual real flags. They're <laughs> right. all false flags. Right now he's saying there are actual flags. Right, which is pretty amazing. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there are. Flags. There are. Uh, he says, as a pundit, somebody giving an opinion. Uh, you know, my opinions have been wrong, but they were never wrong consciously to hurt people. He said it was, quote, the trauma of the media and the corporations lying so much that caused him mm. to distrust everything, kind of like a child who parents lie to them over and over and over again. <laughs> He's a victim. It's a weird stance to 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 you know portray yourself as a child <laughs> you think yeah. you're supposed to be he's, he says he's like the smartest guy in the world that's figured all this stuff out but he was just a child so a long victim. before these lawsuits i said that in the past i thought everything was a conspiracy and i would kind of get into that mass group think of the communities that were out there saying that they were staged and so now i see it's more in the middle and so that's where i stand end quote did you see his appearance on joe rogan last week for I don't know, three or four hours. Uh, things are, everything's still a conspiracy to this guy. Yeah. Still. Oh, is that the one? Because I, uh, I thought that happened. Boy, time is just. Yeah. Some, some ways it's moving so fast. Last week, was this the one where he stood up and he was like, no, you're crazy. It's a conspiracy. That yeah. one with yeah. Joe Rogan. Does that not seem like it was like 16 months ago <laughs> it that it happened? It seems like it's a long time yeah. ago. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he's he's still there. He's he's trying to defend himself. 
This is all he has, though. He doesn't want to lose his business, and they're suing. They could sue him out of business. Now, I'm torn on this part because do you have a right to believe crazy things and say them? Yes, I, I tend yes. to believe his psychosis mm-hmm. analysis of himself. Yeah, I, except I, I, I don't believe he's healed, but I do believe that right. he is. Mm-hmm. He is unstable. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he's the. He may be. And he said before parts of his mm. his his show or an act and stuff. But I think yeah, that was during he, a trial as well. Yeah, he was trying to keep custody. I think of his kids at yeah. the time, mm-hmm. and yeah. so he said it was performance art then. Yeah, right. And now it's psychosis. So his big problem is that he got a lot of publicity because Donald Trump likes him. And he's a huge supporter of Trump. And so people started to pay attention to him, whereas before he was completely irrelevant. Yeah. Then they started taking apart things he said. And so now he's got to come up with some defense. But how do you have the defense and then still do your show and convince the people that you believe this Because this happened with Jerry Springer, too, where yeah. he, he got on trial because of these things. And he had to basically admit, now these fights are all staged and it's just a fake thing. It's not a real show. Then it was show. over, though. And then it's, what do you do after yeah. that with your show? Mm-hmm. Like, how does it continue to mm-hmm. air when you've mm-hmm. already admitted it's fake? And that's the thing here. He either has but, to come out and kind of say, you know, the psychosis thing is an interesting admission because, you know, he has to say that, you know, I mean, psychotic, saying that about yourself is kind of a significant thing. <laughs> Seems and like you it. wonder why people would want to listen to your show if you have a psychosis well, but issue. If you're, unless you're saying, look, I, I really had a... You know, I would love to have been the guy who would have followed up because I always say, you're going to have a pivot point. This could actually right. be a pivot point. Yeah. Okay, so when when was it? What was the event? What? Where were you when you realized, I think I have a form of psychosis? Yeah. And if it was, well, yeah. when I opened up this letter from you, the attorneys, <laughs> I realized I might be sick. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. But I mean, if he if he really believed that, then he would be on the air doing everything he could to say, look, we have a form of psychosis here. We got to stop. Yeah. We got to stop. Mm-hmm. Not everything is. And you would, you would want to change your behavior to make up for the past mistakes. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, it is legitimately a complete societal disgrace that these families of Sandy Hook have had to deal with the nonsense they've had to deal with since this has happened. I mean, they are constantly harassed online by people who believe this didn't happen. So, so here's and he a, is a big cause of it. Yeah. However, if you believe him on that, if he's just like, look, I believed it and I went on and I did my show and I believe that there were problems with this story, I think he's protected with that. I, mean, I think he, he is too. I, I mean, he may very well get sued out of business. I think people when want he, to make a statement on him. But I mean, if he actually believed it, which I tend to believe he does just, he's just insane. I think he does, know? yeah. And if that's true, I think mm-hmm. he actually probably is protected here to sue him out of business because he believes something that wasn't true. And then uh, people online harass them because they heard it. I don't know that you can hold him responsible for that. Um, I mean, the, I, I would guess the jury's going to. <laughs> but I, do, I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to lose this lawsuit. I just don't know if that's the right outcome. I mean, that is, yeah, I don't, like the fact, I don't like the fact that, uh, I mean, I'm no fan of Alex Jones. No. But I don't, like, I don't like the fact that uh, somebody can have an opinion. Now, if he's just making it up, if he's just doing it for performance art, then no, no I, but I, if he actually believes this, I would be more apt to support his cause. Uh, this is really dicey. I don't mean it. This not to support him, not to support what he said or anything else. His right to his say right it. to say it. Yeah. If he said, I really at the time truly believed it, and here is why. And I, you know, I interviewed him. I think it was two hours of the show when I was in Houston. 
maybe 2004, if he wasn't the father of the 9-11 truther movement, he certainly was the propagator of it, the yeah. main spreader of the lie. Oh, you remember. And he believes it. He does. He wholeheartedly he does. believes it. Yeah, he does. And when... The levies thing and, and all of yeah. it. He believes all of that. And you remember when Popular Mechanics came out and debunked it all scientifically. He, he's like, yeah, well... Popular mechanics is a, a, a division of the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. All right. You remember? You remember when we're we first, a division of the CIA? Yeah, according to him, b- b- he said I was the only way that Glenn Beck could have appeared on the scene is if Glenn Beck was the CIA operative that was chosen to lead the media in the cover up of the 9/11 uh, conspiracy. And so that's the only way that this guy could come from nowhere, even though I had been I had been doing career, radio but, for yeah, yeah. 20, 25 years at the time. <laughs> I suddenly appeared from nowhere on CNN. And it was because I was the I was the architect of the media cover up. I, I do think there's a bit of uh, Alex Jones falling into the Paul Manafort syndrome, which is Manafort gets away with all of these crimes if he doesn't go on the Trump campaign. Right, like Paul Manafort yeah. dies for sure with no, none of, these, none of things, these things and none of the corruption, none of the payouts, none of it ever becoming a problem for yes. him yes. because of this. And it's the same thing. If like the moment Alex Jones books Donald Trump for an interview is a moment in his show where he's thrilled. He's getting this big presidential candidate, huge celebrity to come on his stupid show. What? It's mm-hmm. a miracle. It's also very likely what brings him down. Because if he does not have that interview, if he does not, if he's not seen as a vocal, constant supporter of Donald Trump, nobody pays a no bit one of pays attention. attention. You're no one not cares receiving about shrapnel if you're not close to the target. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So he's he he was up in the sky and he was bombing, and his bombs were becoming, you know, more and more effective because he was getting louder and louder, and people like Donald Trump were giving him, you know, interviews. Uh, and Donald Trump's not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of people that we've respected that have been on on Alex's show and, you know, mm-hmm. fine to each his own. Um, but uh, that's it was Donald Trump. And that that makes me, again, give pause of wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on. This is political now. This is political. And his speech is political speech. I mean, there's I mean, yeah. he's not doing art. He's not doing comedy. He's talking politics every day. And if you can just be shut down, I, I don't know. I know. I, I, and, I, and you know you what? You can't shut him down just because we don't like what he's saying. 15 years ago, this wouldn't have happened. He could have said all of these things, you know, 15 years ago. But because of the fact that a voice like his can be amplified and, you know, you could have even just a, a thousand followers. Look at the left. All of these companies that have bowed down to the left, they're generally speaking about 10,000 people. They're the same 10,000 people that just know how to work the system. Yeah. And so they're very Mm -hmm. loud and they're very effective. Well, without the media, without all of this, this echo chamber, we would have moved past it. Everybody, everybody knows that those children were part of a horrible, horrible massacre, and it was not a it was not a false flag. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's these thousand, ten thousand, let's be more than generous, fifty thousand people who believe that, who have made these people's lives miserable. That's the problem. Is the minority, the vast minority, 
can amplify their voice now so loudly that you feel like you're surrounded by them. And I think the incentive is on the other side, too, where the media very easily could just ignore people who are saying the Sandy Hook shooting didn't happen. Correct. But they love the idea that they can tie the Correct. crazy conspiracy theorists to, Trump. to Donald Trump supporters. Yeah. Correct. And, and point Correct. the same thing yeah. they did with the birther stuff. Yep. Well, we can just call everybody birthers who's, who's a supporter or an opponent of, of Barack Obama, and we can paint them all as psychotic weirdos, and it's good for our side. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, there are legitimate legitimate horrible things happening to these families i mean they are legitimately being harassed i mean we've seen suicides recently it is yeah, no, not i mean nothing. i uh, it, no it i, I think thing. it is hor- i think this whole thing is horrible yeah i mean if i if you're living if glenn is is the god of this world uh, alex jones you know mysteriously has uh, some sort of voice box that has been coughed out in the middle of the night uh but you know it, it, that's not the world we live in and uh and we have to be really careful of what we're doing because you you know first they came for the jews or first they came for the trade unionists that's how it actually starts first they came for the trade unionists and i said nothing i mean this is the way it happens are you guys familiar with h are is it five or six that is now going through i just heard about this from it was a it was a politician of some sort this weekend that i i met with and i don't want to uh claim uh, one of them said it and, and it was the wrong one um but uh look at look this up it's a um it's a bill now in the house that if it's passed and it of course is going to pass the house it, and they say that it may pass the Senate. If it passes, it will make anyone who, if you believe, your your church or something believes that marriage between a man and a woman is the right thing, you cannot say that anymore. You cannot say that. This, this, this bill... You knew this was coming. Yeah. You had to. This bill is so far-reaching, and in its silencing of any kind of voices that are in opposition to anything... And it's not just it's not going after like, ah, Sandy Hook, that's a you know false flag. No, it's going after people who say, well, I disagree with that. It's really dangerous where we are. So tread lightly. Uh, you're going to have to defend the speech that you do not like. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, uh, there is relief. For about 70% of the people who try this, there is relief. Millions of Americans uh, have tried Relief Factor, and their pain has been dramatically reduced. Their quality of life has been enhanced. We have uh, had members of the audience here at the studios. I have talked to them in person. Uh, We have people on the staff, me, we have people who could not get out of bed because of their pain. Relief factor. Relief factor. When they started taking it, they've returned to work. Jeez. Oh, Maybe that's a reason not to take Anyway, 100% drug-free and created by doctors. It's Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. Uh, we've got... We've got uh, we've got some uh, uh, breaking news on Beto. Uh, yeah, 
Well, today's the day. If you were, we're doing these candidate profiles on the mm-hmm. TV show, yes. today is the first one. Beto O'Rourke leads us off. Mm-hmm. Kind of a deep dive in, mm-hmm. into everything about him, his background, his mm-hmm. career, the things he's done, the things he believes. Uh, and we you know, maybe take some phone calls from you if you know we'd like to hear what you know about Beto. If you happen to be in his area, if you live in El Paso and you've heard all sorts of stuff. What are the things that, the that, that they're not covering that you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd like to uh, we'd like to hear from you and and we'll take those phone calls after the uh, top of the hour. And tonight you don't want to miss. We'll give you a sneak preview coming up where we don't want you to miss the uh, the 21 minutes that um, you probably haven't heard about Beto O'Rourke. He's Irish. That's the first one. Well, we we didn't have time to cover that one. He's actually not Hispanic. Maybe in a You're later You're listening day. to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you about um, the new movie Unplanned. I don't know if you've heard about the controversy. Uh, Twitter uh, went and uh, uh, banned them temporarily this weekend, opening weekend. Whoa, what a surprise. Uh, and the MPAA has given it a rated R uh, rating. I'd love to hear from people who went to see this this weekend and get your reviews and see if it, if, if it did change you or your children, if you had a great talk after it. Um, but it is out in movie theaters now, and did pretty uh, well too. It did weekend. really well. Yeah. Did really well. Twice the expectations. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, they so. did the whole. They made the whole budget back first weekend. It seemed like. Yeah, at least by what I saw reported. Unplanned in theaters now. Unplannedfilm.com. Unplannedfilm.com. Uh, find a theater near you and make sure you take your kids to it. Unplannedfilm.com. See that now. All right. More on the political nightmares next. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Yeah. So I just I I uh, I want to remind you uh, of where we've been uh, just in the last week uh, with the with the Mueller uh, report that came out. Remember, everybody was was so convinced that this was happening and they they just came out i want to play this and then i want to play jake tapper and his response coming up in in just a second because the media still will not learn so the stove is going to get hotter the next time they touch it i don't know will they burst into flames i have no idea how much hotter this stove could get we'll go into that also beto an expose on Beto All as the program begins this hour in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Car Shield. Have you noticed that if you have to have your car repaired now, it's not like you can run to Pet Boys and just like get that part and replace it. Now you have to take out a second mortgage. And, uh, you know, you, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, it started with the windows not opening. And now what? There's a $1,000 sensor and the car won't start. You see the guy stuck in the Tesla for 45 minutes yesterday? No. Yeah, the Tesla, There's a, something went wrong with it and he could not get out. The door's locked and even the door handles are electronic. So nothing is actual mechanical oh in gosh. it. Oh, gosh. He was stuck in the car for 47 <laughs> minutes when he, and he's a big fan of Tesla. When he finally just said, he just got online. It was just like, okay, here I am. Look, the car won't open. Uh, I mean, things are crazy now, and you can't fix them. You said, when you can't even get out of your car, that's a problem. 
So anyway, Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car a covered repair really, really easy. They have roadside assistance 24-7 on call. They've got uh, uh, a rental car while yours is in the shop that they pay for. If you have a covered repair, you're going to breathe easy because sometimes these repairs now are easy, uh, over $1,000. And what are you going to do? Car Shield. If you have a car that doesn't have warranty anymore, you need extended coverage, and you can get it from CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK, and you're going to save 10%. That's CarShield.com or 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK at CarShield.com. Now, I want to remind you, and especially if you're Jake Tapper, um, what your network and others said over the last year or two years about Donald Trump. Uh, let's just play this montage, please. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls. Walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end? Beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. Know how. Breaking news. An absolute bomb. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. What historic day the bombshells he's underwater he feels the walls closing in turning point we may be at a tipping point it's the beginning of the end the beginning of the end another bombshell 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 this is a bombshell now uh (laughs) jake tapper had this to say over the weekend about uh, the press's behavior over the last two years I'm not sure what you're saying. The media got wrong, but the media reported what, what the investigation was going on. The, I, I, other than the people in the media on the left, not on this network, I don't know anybody who got anything wrong. We didn't say that there was conspiracy. We said that Mueller was investigating conspiracy. Mm. That's fine. That that's if that's your recollection of history, that's great. Face it. Come on, the media got this wrong, Jake. It's okay. People get stuff wrong all of the time, just not at this level. 
That was a bombshell. Um, anyway, uh, today at uh, uh, just, we just want to play that for Jake Tapper's purposes. Um, if, today at uh, five o'clock, we are going to start our series. I wish we were starting on Joe Biden today and his weird, creepy smelling of heads. But, um, you know, we, we'll we'll save that for an upcoming week. Every week we're going to do another candidate uh, of the uh, Democrats, and we hope to have this finished. Anybody who's running for president, we should have this finished. I'm just counting the candidates uh, by 2043. Uh, and we'll <laughs> we'll tell you uh, what you don't hear and what you don't know about each of these candidates. We start with Beto. Now, Stu had an idea of uh we should we should ask people who live in these districts yeah i mean i think this happens a lot national coverage takes gets a piece of this gets a piece of the profile of a candidate but it's the people who have been living in the town where they came up that know a lot of those weird you know random details and little controversies and things that people not just know from around town but just were covered locally and don't hit the national level so if you are if i mean we're starting with beto this week uh or you may know him as bob frank o'rourke or Mm -hmm. robert francis Mm -hmm. o'rourke um uh, beto o'rourke is our candidate this week and if you're in texas if if you watch the even the cruise campaign closely or if you were in el paso and remember him with certain stories from before he landed on the national spotlight. Yeah, there's a call there's us eight 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 seven two seven Beck. And that doesn't mean we're going to put you know we're, we would have to vet everything. Obviously, like we're not going to. This is not like oh well. Here's the you know just Crazy. jump in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, tonight's report is really more of a we went through and did all of our research and found a bunch of stuff. But you never know what you're going to find locally, and that you know we can. Yeah, miss. For instance, most people don't know about his. Uh, billionaire real estate tycoon father-in-law yeah and what that meant mm-hmm. uh to uh to beto and you know the sweetheart gigs that that uh, kind of fell his way and, while he was a politician and those details will be you're going to go through those tonight on yes. uh, if you're by the way subscribe to blaze tv if you want to watch this go to blaze tv.com uh, use the uh, the promo code Glenn and you save ten bucks on your membership. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start that here um, in just a second. We'll take your phone calls in a second. First, let me just tell you about our uh, sponsor uh, this half hour. This half hour is uh, brought to you by LifeLock. According to a recent report, the number of confirmed data breaches in 2018 increased by only 424 uh, percent. That's it. Uh, just a 424 percent. That's it. Well, that's not bad. That's it. Uh, we're also seeing a 71% jump in dark web activity uh, and 14.9 billion stolen identity records are exchanging hands just in the last year. So no big deal. This is no big deal. Ah, cyber criminals. They're never going to get you. There are many ways that cyber criminals can get and take what is yours. And that's why there is LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number. That's, it's on sale on the dark web. They will find out about it. If they detect your information is being used or being sold, they'll send you an alert. And now what that alert is, is not like, hey, your stuff is available on the dark web. Isn't that kind of cool? Just thought I would let you know. They they send you an alert and they ask you, do you know this, this, or this? Or have you done these activities? And if you write back to them and go, ah, uh, no, that's not me uh, putting my stuff up for sale. Or no, I'm not opening up that uh, line of credit. 
Then they have a U.S. US based restoration specialist, a whole team of people that will work to fix it for you. Now, that is really where it counts. They're not only alerting you and watching over things that nobody else is watching, but they will help fix it. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com. Get 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. 1 800 LifeLock. 1 800 LifeLock or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds station ID. Wait, oh, already? Wow. Uh, we have a call from Steve in El Paso. Hello, Steve. Yeah, hi, Glenn. Hi, uh, how are you? Good. Good. That's uh, Steve Spinkelmeyer, uh, but everybody calls me Julio, uh, like all the Steves in El Paso. All okay. the, it's kind of an El Paso thing okay. where all the Steves in town are nicknamed Julio. Okay, all right. But, I didn't know that. This is you know, one of these things we learn or... about by talking to the locals. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got some information on uh, on Beto. Yes. Uh, Beto is the guy who actually faked the moon launch. He faked the moon launch? He, he faked the moon launch, and that didn't happen like everybody says in, uh, in Arizona. That was in a uh, soundstage in El Paso here, right wow. here in El Paso. I directed the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so you know firsthand because you were there. You directed. I was, I was there, mm-hmm. and uh, and I saw uh, Beto get these uh, uh. these astronauts uh, together, uh. and uh, and then they you know they made some huge mistakes. There was a fan going because it's really hot in El Paso right. in uh, July, mm-hmm. and uh, so the the fan was was moving the flag around, and you see the pictures on the so called moon. Uh, that the flag is waving. That's because of the yeah. fans we had going in the studio at the time. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, no your, your name is uh, Steve, but you can call me Julio. Julio. Okay. Thank you very much, Julio. That is uh, that's that's big stuff. So there we have uh, breaking news. That's a bombshell. Wow. A uh, bombshell on Beto O'Rourke. It seems uh, like the walls are closing in on his campaign. Well, it is It is kind of a turning point here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is if you just joined us, uh, apparently Beto faked the moon launch. Uh, and uh, we have it from Julio. Mark uh, this date down. This, marking, is the, this is the date. This is the day. This, this is, is the tipping date. point. He will walls not serve are, out this entire campaign. Yeah, the Glenn. walls are kind of closing in mm-hmm. on him. This is a big bombshell. Uh, we go Back now to our next caller. Uh, um, this is uh, Bill. Hello, Bill. Uh, hi, Glenn. Yeah, this is Bill, but you could call me uh, Jesus. Like all the Bills in, in El Paso, I got this nickname when I was about four. Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, I go by Jesus. You sound an awful lot like the last caller we had, but because we're you know journalists, we're not going to even uh, ask you about that. So yeah. how, can I, how can I help you? You have some information. Well, as you said, the walls are closing in on this guy. I, I think uh, Beto is in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of trouble. He was working for the Falkland Islands. And he was, he he took, was hold it, he, he was the working. Falkland Islands, you know how much money he raised? Remember, it was like $80 million, the yeah. most ever. Right, right, About right. About $79.9 million of that came from the Falkland Islands. Uh, he took money from, for that, from them for his campaign. Now, why was he taking money from the Falkland Islands? Well, they thought he was going to win and that he'd be able to help them with, uh, with their uh, desires. They really desperately want to become a continent. Uh, and uh, Beto, Beto assured them that he could make that happen. Huh. And so he it's, was uh, 
And he so, was, uh, so he, a lot of money, a lot of money. money. And is yeah. there is there any evidence of any of this at all? You know what? You Let's know, not even worry about it. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's probably best. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Jesus. Uh, breaking news! In case you just joined us, not only did Beto fake the news, uh, the uh, the moon landing, but he is also now we find out on the dole from the Falkland Islands that want to, as we all know, to be a continent and no longer called. Uh, your thoughts on this? Well, still. Beto's campaign has obviously been. Uh, he's had a, re- a really good run here with the media, but mm-hmm. I think we found his Achilles' heel. Uh, mm-hmm. This 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 Falklands material, I think uh, today changed everything. Mm-hmm. I think now Beto's campaign is is clearly underwater, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it, you have to wonder: Will he resign from this this? Well, run? I think we should also just uh, openly speculate without any real uh, hard facts here. Were his children involved? And will he throw his children uh, to the wolves and just see them marched out in handcuffs because of this bombshell uh, regarding the Falkland Islands? And I think the answer to that is yes. All right. Let me uh, let me go to uh, Sally in El Paso. Hello, Sally. Uh, Hi, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, this is Sally, but you can call me Gomez. Most of the Sally's in uh, El Paso are, uh, you know, nicknamed Gomez, hmm. and so that's really? what I actually go by. Okay. Yeah. Sally, you sound... This is that El Paso is just that way, you yeah. know, because it's real close to Mexico, so right. that's what happens. So, I, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sally, I, you know, if, if we weren't journalists, we would point right. out, again, you sound like the last two callers, and you don't that's sound weird. like a, a woman at all, but, of course, we're not even wow. going to address that because wow. it would be well, hateful. The stereotyping, for one thing, Thank is you. really offensive. Yes. All right. So, uh, Sally, uh, I'm sorry, what does Gomez. What does a woman sound like, Glenn? Pardon uh, me? What does a woman sound like in, in your I don't, you know, I don't, sexist mind? No, I don't know. I know that as a journalist, you are. Uh, mm-hmm. I can say that you sound like a proud black woman. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, right. I'm not black, though. I'm obviously Hispanic. Uh, because of the name German. of S- Sally. Yes. Well, Gomez. Okay. Most people call right. me Gomez. All right. So it's anyway, a, it's an El Paso thing. Okay. So Gomez, uh, you have some news. Yeah. Uh, when from a from a dossier uh, that was carefully researched, mm. uh, Beto was caught in bed with uh, with dogs. You mean uh, <laughs> like ugly? Like, no, 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 like actual dogs, like canine dogs. Uh, he was staying at a, a, at a Marriott hotel, and, uh, and it was the nicest hotel uh, that they had. Was this in the and Falklands? He, do, we, do we even know? Uh, this, yes, it was just on the edge of the Falkland Islands. Okay. And he met with dog prostitutes and had them pee all over him. Really? And I, to me, that's just not presidential, uh, Glenn. <laughs> right. It's okay. just do we not have presidential? Do we? Can we ask you where you got this information? Well, uh, I got it from Ted Cruz's opposition research, uh, and some of the women that Cruz had affairs with uh, <laughs> were were willing to give up some of this information. Wow, that was brave of them. Yeah, brave of them. Yeah, it's one of the bravest things I've ever seen in my career. Right, right, and your <laughs> and, career as as a you know as a person who who spreads rumors 
Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, uh, yeah. Gomez yeah. Uh, from El Paso. It's apparently a lot of money to be made in that field, uh, we've learned recently. I think it's over. Mm-hmm. I think it's over. I think so. This is a watershed week. The question I is, think. will he be taken out of the town halls or the debates in handcuffs? And when will that happen? Not if, but when do will you, that happen? Do you know under the Constitution, can you impeach a presidential candidate? Because uh, I know, but I think gonna... we should. Okay. I think at this mm-hmm. point, I think. I mean, oh, it's the beginning of the end. Let's get Jonathan Turley on to talk to us about mm-hmm. exactly how we can uh, twist the Constitution into a way to where we can impeach some of these uh, candidates. Because I think the walls are closing in, and it is uh, clear. I mean, write this date down. Write this date down. This is the day that uh, that uh, Beto was uh, was thrown to the dogs. No pun intended. But if you just joined us, Beto was caught in bed with several dogs on the continent of the Falklands, uh, and uh, and they were peeing on him. Yeah. I mean, really, Glenn, this is like a bombshell falling on an Achilles heel. That's, that's how, how big, that's it, was. How big it was. That's how big mm-hmm. it was. Hey, um, hang on just a second. We have, we have yet another, we have one mm. more person on the phone. Oh. Uh, uh, this is, um, this is, um, we should, maybe we should just get the name that they call him. Yeah. Rather than I. What is your name? Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, right. my real name is Jim, but uh, since okay. I was about four years old, you know, because I'm from El Paso, uh, most people just call me Sanchez, as they okay. do all gyms in El Paso. Okay, all right. Yeah. So what do you have about uh, Bob Francis O'Rourke, otherwise known uh, as Beto? This is incredible, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Beto just ran over ten puppies with his car, and then he, he stopped and saw that one of them was just, like, wounded on his leg, and he, mm-hmm. he backed up and drove over him again. Wow. wow. Uh, a lot of, lot of the witnesses say he was drunk at the time. And uh, so I, I, this is a real bombshell. I, I think the walls are closing in on Beto right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Should he uh, resign? I, either that or be impeached from his campaign, Glenn. This, this, per, this is not a good person. I also have it on really good authority mm-hmm. that Beto is doing some stuff for the Congo, the Central uh, Republic of the Congo. Really? He's a, he's a lobbyist in Congo, and he's been funneling U.S. secrets about how to mine linoleum. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. Mining lino- the linoleum mines in uh, Congo, as everyone knows, uh, and I, I know you know this, is, I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but uh, but they're incredibly, incredibly valuable. And uh, he's been giving the U.S. secrets about how to mine and get the most out of the linoleum mines. And he's also been keeping a lot of that money for his campaign. How do you think he got to $80 million? Hmm. Uh, against well, I thought it was the Falkland Islands. We heard that uh, recently. Of Falkland. Uh, I don't know anything about the Falkland Islands. Glenn. I hadn't, I hadn't sound, heard that. I, you sound like the person who did break right. that news earlier. That's a, I, I don't even, I didn't hear the, I just okay. started listening okay. to the show. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So yeah. I didn't hear that guy, but. All right. um, so there's so, some breaking news here that uh, lin- linoleum, which we're journalists. And so we're not going to tell you that you don't actually mine lin- linoleum. But. I will, I will say this though, Glenn, if none of these things turn out to be true, we're still right. We're just reporting on the accusations. We're not yeah, we're saying. We're not accusing him. No, we're not saying not. that he is taking money and trying to work for the Falklands or running over puppies or having I mean, it does feel showers. like a tipping point. It does. It does. Feel it, like does. A point. it feels like today it's over. The walls are definitely so closing it's in. Over. I'll say it's, that. It really is. This is a bombshell. Back.
Our uh, sponsor this half hour, uh, we all want uh, safety and security for our family. Uh, but that means that, the, you know, you, you, you have to do more than just own a gun. Um, you have to be you have to be educated about what you're doing. USCCA. I want to talk to you about it. membership in the USCCA. It brings industry leading education, training and the trusted legal protection that you need to protect your family with confidence. This is more important than ever before. Join the hundreds of thousands of gun owners now who have used the U.S. Concealed Carry Association to transform themselves into a community of responsible armed citizens and armed Americans. Now, you're hitting you know, the range with a new gun. That's great. You don't have a new gun right now. They're giving away not one, but two. No, actually, not three, not four. Nineteen free guns. So what type of gun is it? Well... Find out right now. Go to the website. Or you can just text Beck at 87222. Text the word Beck 87222 right now. Tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern, Glenn Beck TV is going to have the real Beto facts. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Subscribe at blazetv.com. Promo code Glenn. Had a busy, uh, had a busy, crazy weekend. Um, was out on Friday night in Utah with uh, uh, Tim Ballard showed up. Um, the governor uh, uh, Gary Herbert um, showed up, and his wife and his whole family. They're just they're amazing people. Um, and uh, we were seeing the movie unplanned. We started with one theater, uh, ended up I think with seven. Um, and the crowd was incredible. I got a note this morning from the movie company saying that and this is this is saying something. I think MPAA uh, gave it a rated R um, rating, trying to get people to not see it, trying to get Christians to not see it. Okay, and the movie company was most concerned with uh, with groups like the Mormons who don't ever go to see rated R movies. They just don't do it. And um, uh, I mean, some of us are not always the best examples and we see them, but um, you know, the good ones don't go see them. Uh, And so they were very concerned about that. And so that's why I went out to Salt Lake. Uh, I found out this weekend, the numbers came rolling in and um, Utah actually did double the um, per screen uh, ticket count or money than the rest of the nation, which I think is it's saying something when you challenge a group of people and say, oh, yeah, you know what? We'll just do rated R and they're not going to see this. That bothers people when it's politically motivated. That bothers people. It's like Twitter. What did they have? 7000 followers uh, before Twitter, the unplanned movie. It's like 7000. Then Twitter briefly suspended them over the weekend. By the time they came back back up, they had like 47,000. People don't like it when you screw with them uh, and you try to tell them what to think or tell them what to do. Uh, and um, and so uh, thank everybody who came out uh, all over the country. But please see this movie. We go to Judy in Iowa who saw it this weekend. Hello, Judy. I got through. I'm so excited. Yes. So, did, is this movie what you expected? 
Um, it was better than I expected. We went with a group of 24 people from our church, and mm-hmm. I am as pro-life as you get. Mm-hmm. I am on the board of a, a pro-life ministry in the Quad Cities um, in Iowa, and like I said, I, I don't think you can be more pro-life than I am, and mm-hmm. I knew everything, just about everything in this movie, head knowledge, you know, I because yeah. I'm so involved, yeah. and it still affected me profoundly. I mean, I can't, it's even hard to describe how much this affected me, even though I knew all this, but seeing it, I mean, I don't know how anybody who goes to see it, if you're even on the fence at all, can possibly come out and not change. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, Judy, thank you for your call. It's, what's amazing is Stu was just looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and <laughs> movies like this, they always are panned by the critics. And this one, of course, is panned by the critics. But it actually has, what, a 53 from the critics? 53 is actually pretty good. I mean, for really a movie, for like, a movie this, like this. this is in, uh, That's insane. Yeah, and it's 94% of, of actual audience like it. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those movies that is never going to get good reviews from critics. Because, like, I'll give you an example of the review. Uh, Perhaps the most bipartisan thing I can say is that if you like Trump rallies, especially the ones featuring Mike Pence, this is the movie for you. That's how the report. That's a review. It's a review. I mean, that's that's what they're doing. Like, they're not, not a personal e- review. That's a that's, that's a, a that's a critic. A critic. And it's like they're oh not even gosh. trying. No. Obviously, whether they actually even saw the movie, I mean, uh, is 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 in question. They're just saying the things they're supposed to say about movies that are about, that are against uh, uh, against you know the pro life cause. Uh, let me go to Brian in Utah. Hello, Brian. <gasps> this is Brian, the ice cream guy. This is the colonial ice cream guy. Oh How are you? How would you like the, the flavors? Oh, my gosh. I didn't get a chance to try it until it was almost soup, but I <laughs> ate it like soup. It was so good. This is this is the guy from uh, Brooker's Founding Father's Ice founding Cream flavors, Shop. Right? Founding Flavors. Founding yeah. Flavors. Uh, that is some of the best ice cream. I mean, you had me at 18% butterfat. You had me there. Uh, but my gosh, that's some of the best ice cream I've ever had. It's uh, it's great as soup. Uh, it's even better as uh, super premium ice cream. I bet it. I bet. I bet it's when it's frozen solid. <laughs> I bet it's really good. Tell me about the movie. You went, you, you came, you brought your family, you brought some ice cream, and then you stayed for the movie. Tell me about the movie. What'd you think? And so, you know what? We uh, came to drop off the ice cream oh, with you. Didn't. We had a five-year-old and an eight-year-old with us, so we ended up not oh, okay. staying for the okay. movie. All right. We wanted to connect with you. Yeah. Um, but we had a, a huge response. We had over, we had 1,125 1, uh, customers come in, you know, uh, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and uh, they're all, you know, cheering for Glenn Beck. It was... Uh, well, I tell you, I, I, if you ever open up franchises... I will invest in one. That's I mean, I mean that literally. That's the best ice cream I've had. That's that's good. Have but you ever had bluebell? So the, that's kind of the mission. So imagine grocery stores across America where you have pints with these kind of pithy uh, story, little stories about the founding fathers yeah. and the founding principles instead of some hippie tripe on a pint. You've got, <laughs> you know, something that's edifying. Yeah. Right? Well, it's that's the mission. It's great. So uh, we should we should talk at some point because I think your ice cream is fantastic, and I think the best ice cream in the country is Bluebell, just because it is so creamy and it's just really really good. Yours is better, um, Brian. Thank you so much. Let me go to Pam in Missouri. Hello, Pam. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Great. Saw the movie. 
took, there was four of us uh, total. Uh, one of them was the head of Concerned Women uh, for America for the state of Missouri. Very emotional. I remember, I think it was your first caller, Judy, described it so eloquently. I was so emotionally moved. I'm a pro-life person, but I was so emotionally moved by the movie. It has forever changed my, my outlook. And I have been talking to everybody about it. That's great. Pam, thank you so much. Please spread the word on this. I would love to talk to somebody who is who who either took somebody who was not pro-life or took their uh, teenage kids to it. I'm I'm anxious to see the response uh, for for kids and and how they how they took to the scene that I think will forever change your life. It's 20 seconds uh, and uh, it, it forever changes you. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, um, uh, please see it and know that it's not a dirge. You'll actually walk out feeling uh, uplifted. Jack in Pennsylvania, did you see you saw the movie this weekend unplanned? Yes, I did. Uh, I was telling your call screener there, I was impressed with the uh, fact that the theater was pretty well packed. Uh, we went to the afternoon, early afternoon show. Uh, the parents with their teenage children that were there, I was impressed with that. Uh, the movie, uh, when it was over, uh, people applauded. The fact that, you know, the, the clinic that she worked in was shut down and all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with the movie. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jack. I appreciate it. Um, I got an email in from somebody over the weekend who was at one of the screenings that I saw, and they said, I have never been at a, uh, a screening where halfway through the audience broke out in applause. Uh, they didn't tell me what part that was i think i know but uh it's a remarkable thing to see and if um if you will evaluate or reevaluate uh your thoughts on on life and if it's important for you to stand up and be counted we are in a place now i truly believe where if we expect divine providence this is the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I cannot believe that we're even having this debate when they light up the Empire State Building and they light up the New York City skyline uh, because they have just passed a bill that allows infanticide. It allows the doctor and the mother to decide whether the baby lives after a botched abortion as that nine month old baby is struggling to breathe or struggling to hold on to life. The doctor and the mother can decide whether or not now that it's outside, if we should just let it die. I can't believe we're having this conversation, but we are. And if we don't, if we can't all unite and stand up on that, if we can't all with love in our hearts stand up and say, you know what? No more. No more. And I'm not going to call people baby killers and I'm not going to I'm not going to engage in in all of these things. I'm going to do it with compassion. Uh but I am going to stand up because this is an easy call. If we can't do that, I truly tremble for our country because I do not think that we have a right to claim, uh, lay claim on God's blessings or, uh, or look for divine providence to save us. At some point, we have to stand up and do our part as well. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, my Patriot Supply. Uh there are there are things that you that you need to do 
and that we all do. We buy insurance. If you live in a flood zone, you probably have flood insurance. Um, if you uh, you know have a home, you probably have a smoke detector. Why? Because you're afraid of fires? No, because it's common sense. You have uh, antivirus software on your computer. Why? Because you're paranoid? No, because you know that is a part of life and it's going to happen. Well, if all of those things make perfect sense, the same thing goes for building food storage. You're preparing for when a natural disaster strikes or when there's just snow or, um, you know, maybe you are tight at the end of the month. Whatever it is, somebody is in need and you want to be there to help. Whether it's flooding across the Midwest or tornadoes or whatever it is, the time to prepare is right now. And the people to help you do it is my Patriot Supply. I've been encouraging you to do it for years, but right now you can get a two-week food kit. It's a must-have. You order a, a few at a special price of only $75 when you go to preparewithglenn.com. These food kits include meals that last up to 25 years in storage. So you got a family of four? Grab them right now at this really great price of $75. Prepare yourself so there are no surprises. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Uh, we want to get to the phone calls next hour about uh, because we have several parents that took their kids to see the movie Unplanned. But I also want to remind you that our uh, podcast this last weekend had the actual interview with Abby Johnson. She is the one that the movie was made about. Um, let me play a clip here. This is this is the moment she realized that abortion was wrong. Listen to this. I was called in to assist and. um Never assisted an abortion before. I'd been inside the room holding the hand of a girl that was scared or something like that, but actually being on the business end of abortion, that was not something I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because you were, you were actually on the business I end was. of <laughs> yeah. abortion. Um, and so I, we did the measurement. We found that the woman was 13 weeks along. And... I just, I stood there really shocked as I watched this 13-week-old baby move away, um, try to get away from this, this suction cannula, and the suction wasn't yet turned on, and I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I remember, you know, thinking I should say something. I should, I should do something. I should sit this woman up and, and show her this screen. I mean, I felt like I felt the urge to do something, but I didn't. I just, I was so frozen staring at that screen. I wanted to look away, but I, I couldn't. And when the doctor had the uh, cannula in the right position, he asked the technician to turn on the suction machine, and he said, beam me up, Scotty. And I watched this this baby, um, pieces of it just disappear into that suction cannula until the screen was black, and I knew that that meant uh, the abortion had been successful. What did you do after that? 
I went to my office. Um, I didn't know what to think. Um, I kept checking on the woman in recovery. I felt like I held the secret that I wanted to share with her, but I, I couldn't. Secret that your son or daughter fought for his life? Yeah. It's an amazing interview, and she's a remarkable woman. Um, and it is, uh, it, there's no condemnation in it. If, if you know somebody who is thinking about an abortion, um, please send this to her because she's, she is, she gets it. She's been there. She had two abortions herself. She's not condemning anyone. Um, she's not judging anyone. She's not calling anybody names. And because of that, and I think we, I, I should say, I think I have a lot to learn, uh, from, from her. That is the most effective way to change people is to recognize that the, the pain that they are in, um, and that's why she's had, I think it's 800 people, is it 500 people, 800 people that have left Planned Parenthood. They were employees and they left Planned Parenthood because of this approach. And we are looking, I think, at the the end of it if we stand up for what we know is what we know is right. And by the way, I probably won't get to this till maybe tomorrow. But New Jersey is about to legalize medically assisted suicide. Um, and that's what always happens. It starts down at the lower end, and then it, uh, it, you dismiss life in the womb, then you dismiss life right after birth, which is where we're at, and then you start chipping away at the upper end um, because life is just too hard. Life is just too uh, meaningless. Life is just too expensive. And before you know it, we're living in a country we don't even recognize nor want to live in. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, home title lock. Uh, this, uh, the uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office released a, a grand jury report noting that law enforcement had 2,000 complaints of dead fraud uh, and faulty notarization. Yeah. So somebody is, somebody is stealing people's homes or apartments, uh, and they're doing it exactly the way we've been outlining on the air. They only called it an epidemic, though. So well, that's, that's, not, that, that's not that bad. That's that doesn't it. sound that horrible. Yeah, there's only one place you can get the, uh, the cure and the treatment for this one, and that is Home Title Lock. They're the only ones that are watching it. Uh, they are uniquely positioned in the industry because they actually are digitally standing right at the gate that well, I think it's like 90% of all titles in the U.S. have to go through, and they're kept in this vault, this digital vault. And so anytime anything goes through, they are able to see it. If you are on their list, they can protect you, and they'll alert you immediately, and they can help fix it. And if it's been done already, it's hard to fix. Uh, so please, get your $100 search for free to find out that you're in the clear. Do this for your parents as well. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Protect yourself and your biggest investment. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. There are so many things to cover from creepy Uncle Joe. We've got a 
put our foot back into that water for just a few minutes. Uh, also, uh, we want to talk to some people who have seen the movie um, for over the weekend and took their kids to the movie Unplanned. But I think we we also have to start with the reason why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is being targeted. I mean, it's very simple, and she explained it to us. And she's going to talk down to us here in just a minute. You don't want to miss it as we begin this hour of the Glenn Beck Program in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Staying healthy can be a daunting task, especially if you're somebody like me who says, wait a minute, that ice cream has 18% butterfat? Uh, wow, that's uh, 4% more butterfat than premium, premium, top-of-the-line ice cream has. Okay. That's not really a good health plan. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, sprinkling Field of Greens on 18% butterfat ice cream. I mean, I guess it, you'll, you'll, you'll get your minerals. You'll get your uh, vitamins. You'll get all the foods that you're supposed to eat. And all the vegetables, all the, all the fruits. Oh, it's so good. That and is. you're still eating ice cream. Okay, anyway. I mean, let's, I mean, we're not all trying to be Mr. Universe. In fact, I'm not even trying to be Mr. Around the Block. Uh, <laughs> Field of Greens can help you stay healthy. All you have to do is go to Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens made with USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using all the antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Uh, and it is uh, it's something that if you just you just drink once a day, you get everything that you need. And it's not a supplement. This is the real deal. Go to BrickHouseGlenn.com, BrickHouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N. Give it a try, nothing to lose, and a better you to gain. It's BrickHouseGlenn.com, BrickHouseGlenn.com. Did you see the crazy clips of, I mean, I should narrow it down, the crazy clips that happened just this weekend in one speech from Ocasio-Cortez? <laughs> yeah, you really did have to narrow that a little bit. Yeah, I did. Uh, no, I've seen some of it. I mean, I'm, what I'm always amazed from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is she finds a new way every day to make herself the victim. She is the victim of something horrible every single day day well here's 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 her latest victimhood listen to this he doesn't have another woman hillary clinton or whoever whoever else to vilify anymore so they need to find another woman to kind of prop up and become a lightning rod no that's not no i mean the democrats really don't get it Hillary Clinton, what we we didn't not like Hillary Clinton because she was a woman. Yeah, they were very as you remember, Republicans were very kind to John Kerry and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Right? Like they they were very right. they loved Barack Obama. Right. I mean, it's it's like you don't like the person who is in the other party. We all know how partisan politics works, and we all know how this identity politics victimhood crap works too. Right? Because she's identifying herself uh, as the victim of some terrible assault because of her genitals, and that has nothing to do with it. No, nothing to do with it. We don't care about whether you're a man or a woman. You're you're a socialist, and that's really the issue. AOC, this is why we're making fun of you. Here's the second clip. So this issue is not just about our climate. First and foremost, we need to save ourselves, period. There will be no future for the Bronx. There will be no livable future for generations 
coming for any part of this country in a way that is better than the lot that we have today if we don't address this issue urgently and on the scale of the problem. She she walks through conversation like she's in a haunted house and it's like pitch black and you're like bumping into walls. Like these words just come in orders that don't it don't make any sense. You she's kind of like a word. There's like a salad of you know of words that sort of just she just tosses them around and eats a <laughs> random bite here and there. And like you're like I think she's talking about the global war, or maybe I. What is? I don't. She is. She first of all, could we just talk about the idea that we are 12 years away from? From death. Yes. So an idea that from death. The people who produce the report, the people who are super, want to make sure you're scared about global warming, they produce the report. They themselves said, it does not say that we are 12 years away from doom. They themselves, this is not me saying this. This has been fact-checked by major news organizations. The people who wrote the report say what AOC is saying is wrong. That's what they are saying. Well, here's how I know that it's wrong. Stu, let's say I come to you and I say, Stu, all all uh, life on Earth as we know it is going to uh, die within 12 years because it's going to get massively hot or massively cold. Besides thinking that I'm crazy or asking me where I got that information, mm-hmm. what is the first question that you would ask me? What's the first logical question that you would, if you even believed me at all? That in 12 years. That all life would be frozen or burning to death on Earth. How do we stop it? Okay. How do we stop it? That would be good. Mm-hmm. I, I would say also... uh Wait, uh, hold it just a second. How do we survive? How do we, what are we doing to survive? Well, yeah, we've got to, we've got to stop it. Okay. Then my next question would be, okay, okay, we got to do all those things. What if this doesn't work? Well, that's why I'm working on social justice. Wait, 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 what? Yes. That's why I'm working on a 15 hour minimum wage. Wait, wait. Wait, we're all going to be dead, burning to death in 15 years. Okay, I understand you want the new green deal, but okay, yeah, we we got to we got to stop all we got to take away all the airplanes and all the cars. I'm saying if that doesn't work and we can't get that done, what else are you doing? Yeah, making sure that we have free Medicare for all. No, wait. We're all going to burn to death or drown or something's going to happen in 12 years. You haven't been really specific on that. Are we building an underground shelter? Are we building bubbles? Are we building spacecrafts? Are you talking to Elon Musk about maybe can we move that up a little bit and make sure that we can get this species off the planet? I mean, that's the crazy thing. Elon Musk believes that AI is going to be the death of us. He believes that because once we create AI, if we are not off this planet... There is a chance that humanity does not survive. And so he has said, I believe this. And the only thing that helps me sleep at night is building a a spaceship and building a plan to go and populate Mars and cut ourselves off from AI 
on earth. He's acting as if he believes what he says. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you believe that, then you're and you have the resources or you have the power and ability to sway people. You say, look, there's two things which he's done. One, I've got to start a foundation that stops you know, is trying to convince people that AI is a gigantic threat and we're getting some of the biggest names and scientists and we're trying to pass legislation to make sure we have ethical AI research all around the world. Great. You've done that with Al Gore and his movie and everything. Got it. But in case that doesn't work, there's no in case. Yeah. The, the Green Deal is full of, well, we also have to have 15-hour uh, minimum. We also have to have, you know, reparations. And, you know, what we really right. need to do is redistribute the wealth. There's not going to be any wealth. Exactly. If you, if you actually believed these things, and it wasn't just a tool to get people to go along to vote with the other things that you want, you certainly wouldn't be arguing for things like reparations. At the very least, you, you'd actually be saying, you know, what we should do is, first of all, we, the, we should actually advocate for destroying the economy. Because the only time we've ever seen uh, emissions drop in any meaningful way is a massive recession or economy uh, collapsing. So first of all, you would be advocating for it. Now, I think the policies they're advocating for may very well destroy the economy. And I think some of them not, know it. I think some, some of, of them, them may. I think some of them know that, they, but they're not doing it for global warming. They think the United States itself is destructive. Right. And so they are trying to dismantle the economy because it will mean the end of a capitalist America and that in their idea is in their feeling is a good idea and something that they should pursue. And you also would be, would not be advocating to give more money to the people. You would not be advocating for thing. I'm certainly wouldn't, you might not, you might advocate for it, but you certainly wouldn't prioritize things like make sure we call people the right gender. Um, but you no. you wouldn't want a fifteen dollar minimum wage. You would be advocating for ninety five percent tax rates from everyone, not just the wealthy, but the middle class. If, because destroying someone's you know middle class job is meaningless. If you know we're talking about the entire world going down the tubes. In what a was the movie that was really good where the guy went and he lived? He was a farmer, remember, and he could fly the spacecraft and he went yeah, interstellar. That's what we would be doing if we really believed it. Remember, that was the deal with Interstellar is the Earth was dying and it was dying and there was global warming or whatever it was. And so they had to get off the planet. And so they were sending these uh, these teams out to be able to find a place where you could have life, another planet where you could have life. That was the whole premise of Interstellar. We would be doing this mm -hmm. if that's what we really believed we would be following in the shoes of Elon Musk, who is not doing it for global warming. He's doing it for AI, but he's the only consistent one. I mean, it kills me when they have these big global warming things and they all fly in yeah. on their jets. And, and, and that's a somewhat people treat that as it's like some glib observation. Why are you flying a plane if you care about global warming? Think about these people and what they're saying. They're saying the entire world is going to be uninhabitable in a decade and they are flying to events flying to washington dc for votes listen i like I, why yeah, I would you that, ever do that i think that it is it would be like having your your luncheon or your your uh, pro-life uh fundraisers held at planned parenthood 
Well, that's because they make great food. No, wait, hold it. What? <laughs> you know, hang on just a second. We're against that. I don't care how good the food is. I don't care how good anything is. I'm not giving them a dime. And you're, it would be the same as pro-life groups getting together and saying, hey, let's, you know what? We're, yeah, I know. I know it's a death factory, but we gotta, we gotta bring them in on this. Or it's no, it's like saying, you know, I've got this big uh, pro-life speech to make, and I want to make sure I look good and I can deal with the crowd. So I have to obviously abort this pregnancy because I would be six months pregnant in the middle of the speech. I can't do that. I gotta abort this one. It's crazy. It's insanity. No one would do it if you actually believed it. And that's not to say that sci- some scientists don't believe it. It's not to say that there are academics who believe it. There are people who absolutely believe that global warming is a real threat. But and, these and politicians are using it to their own advantage. Because there's no... Why would you want to fundamental? Why would you want reparations if we're all going to die? <laughs> What's the point of them? Years? What are you going to do with it? Right. What why, are you do? <laughs> hey, you know what? We're all going to die in just a few weeks. But I want to make sure I get your surname right. I want to make sure I get the right pronoun for you, Mr. Miss It. I want to make sure. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's amazing that anyone would fall for it. I mean, in all seriousness, anyone who would fall for what AOC is pitching on this, you just have to be a dunce. I mean, she's obviously not serious. The people around her are promoting things that they, that they don't they don't live by. Obviously, all of their actions tell you they don't actually believe these things. You know, for example, when she released the Green New Deal, she had this uh, Q and A that they they mistakenly posted, mm-hmm. uh, and it was all these things like get rid of airplanes in ten years and blah blah blah. And then she came out, well, I like to fly uh, to go see my mom, so I don't want to get rid of airplanes. Why not? Why on earth would you not want to get rid of airplanes if you thought the entire globe was going to be uninhabitable in 12 years? We're of all going get to get rid of them. We're all going to be eaten by lions. Yeah, well, but yeah, I like lions. And that's why I've got a lot of them in my backyard. What are you ta- What are you talking about, Siegfried and Roy? They're going to rip your face off. No, no, you don't have both positions. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is uh, Goldline. I just saw a story, if I can find it here. I saved it for tomorrow. There is a uh, story in the news today about how much gold Russia is buying. They are liquidating all of their holdings in the U.S., and they are buying more gold right now than their own mines can produce. So everything that they produce, they're buying, and then some. Mm. And they're putting it all in their central bank. Now, why? Why are these countries that are anti-West, why are they all of a sudden starting to load up on gold while they're also dumping U.S. treasuries? Hmm. What is it that they know that we refuse to admit? Troubled times are coming, and I don't know what that means with currency or anything else, but I know the world always resets and it resets to gold. So what do you do? Well, first of all, you don't buy a big brick of it because how are you going to how are you going to barter? This is a bartering system. This is something that is the bridge in between whatever comes next. So, Goldline has been making these now for a while. This is the 2019 version of the legal tender bar. It contains 10 individually wrapped 1/10 ounce 99.99% pure gold bullion. It's a legal tender bar. And uh, it's in a brand new barter case that you open up and you can just take one out. It's it's small enough to keep in your wallet or you can keep it in your purse. 
but it is something that you should definitely travel with, especially in in times that are um, uncertain. I, I know when Manhattan went down, there were people that could not get off of uh, the island because uh, they had cordoned everything off. Nobody had any money. Money was kind of worthless, really, for a day or two for 9-11, unless you were talking huge sums of money. How do you navigate well, you can do it with this Goldline, the only company that I trust to buy my gold from. I was a client of theirs before they were a client of mine. You call Goldline today and find out how easy it is to go own gold or silver and why you should. But do your own homework. Don't take anybody's word for it. Not mine, not theirs. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information. Make sure it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So Joe Biden was over at my house last night just uh, sniffing my daughter's head. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't think there was anything creepy about that at all. I think he's just checking for lice. Yeah. That's all he's doing. Yeah, he's so sniffing too. for lice. He's a nice old man. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that coming up in a second. First, let me go to Sharon in Pennsylvania. Hello, Sharon. How are you? Karen. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. It's actually Karen. Oh, Karen. I'm I sorry. Took... No, no, that's okay. I took... Um... My four daughters, yes, um, thirteen, twins that are sixteen, and my twenty-year-old daughter to go see it. Sadly, we had to go from Western Pennsylvania to Ohio to go see it because they're not showing it in Western PA. Wow! And another thing too is, sadly, it was great that the theater was packed, but my girls were the only ones with the young, the young folk that were there. So I think the the takeaway is they're going to be bringing friends this week, and um, the other takeaway was compassion. Uh, it really, it is. Uh, how did your girls react to that scene in Unplanned? Okay. Yes, I know which scene you're referring to. So um, I had uh, situated myself perfectly in between my twins, and both of them clutched my arm and looked away. And you can, the it was palpable. You can hear them sobbing, and I really could feel it, um, how much that hurt them to watch that. But... And it only lasts 20 seconds. Do you think that the, did this change them at all? Do you think this cemented their feet? Well, it definitely cemented it. However, it did not have to change them because oh, they are the March for Life goers. And, yeah. um, but the big thing is, is now that they, they understand it a little bit better. You don't have to go all creepy yeah. with a, a sickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. That's so counterproductive. It is. But it is. Um, it is, the compassion is what they, they sensed. And um, they, they met Alveda King, Dr. King, who oh. also had an abortion. And she talked about hers at one point yeah. at, at, a, at a, a function. Anyway, yeah. it's all about compassion. Karen, thank you so much. Let me go to Pam in Utah. Hello, Pam. You see it with your kids. I did. Hi, I did. I did. I took um, my two older kids who are 14 and 16, and then my um, older daughter's best friend came with us also. Okay. And what did they think? So... Um, it was hard to watch. It was really, really hard, but it was a great thing. Um, we weren't going to go. I bought tickets just because, and then I was going to go to the theater and get my money back on Friday morning. So I'm like, we don't need to see this. We're totally pro-life. There's no, we don't need to see this. I don't need to, we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. And my oldest daughter actually talked us into it. She's like, no, mom, we need, you always say you need to put your money, you, you support things with your money. Mm. When you believe something, that's, you. You, I've always said that. So my daughter actually talked us into going, my 16-year-old. 
And uh, then her best friend came with us. And um, it was hard to watch the senior talking about we all were holding hands, um, all of us together. And um, it was just, but the thing that's been interesting is my, my oldest daughter, she has one friend who's had an abortion, who's 16. Yeah. And another daughter who had, who, or another friend, excuse me, who got pregnant but gave her, was able to um, adopt her baby out to um, an, an aunt and uncle that were able to take the baby. So, um, but it has been, we have had the best conversations this weekend. Um, with my kids. I mean, like I said, we're very pro-life. We are some of, as you said a little while ago, we are the members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints that do not go see radar movies. Yeah. I've not seen one in 20 years. My kids have never seen one. It's not even really an option. It's not really a problem. Yeah. But, you know, we you explained why it was rated that way. And so then we felt, you know, it's like you said, too, it's maybe even more important. Like, okay, let's really go see it now and show them. Well, I will tell you this, that Utah, you should be very proud of yourself. Um uh, this this was big. This was bigger than it was expected to be all over the country. And Utah, uh, a state where most people don't go see rated R movies, saw it at twice the clip uh, than the rest of the the nation. And please don't think that this is a downer. You will leave uplifted. There's one 20 second scene that's really quite terrifying, uh, but it is so well worth seeing and supporting. The movie is unplanned, and you will walk out feeling good. Unplanned. See it this You're week. Listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, there is an estimated 50 million people who miss work due to pain. And those people spend about $2,000 a year to combat their pain. 66% of those people don't find any relief, and they, they just have come to a place where they expect to live the rest of their life in pain. I know people who have been suffering from pain from, like, since they were in high school. It's crazy. It's an epidemic, and you can do all kinds of stuff. And depending on how bad your pain is, you can get you know, into really, really addictive stuff. I don't want to go down that road. Relief Factor is a place that I found relief where I haven't been able to find relief in anything. Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors. I want you to try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, then stop taking it. Don't order anymore. But 70% of the people who take this go on to order more month after month. It has four key ingredients that helps your body fight against inflammation. And that is the source of most of our problems in our body is inflammation. So please just try it. Three week quick start. It's relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. Today's the day to join BlazeTV.com. The election coverage really kicking into high gear with a Beto profile today. You're not going to want to miss on Glenn's show. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. We're thrilled to have in uh, studio Elizabeth Johnston. She is the author of a new book called Not on My Watch. Uh, but she's also doing something uh, called The Day of Mourning. Uh, and she did one in uh, New York, and you're doing one now in Virginia, right? Yes. Uh, and we want to talk about that. She is a mom of 10 children. You know what causes that, right? Yeah, my yeah. husband's a doctor. We do yeah. know. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, 10 children. She's homeschooled all of them. Uh, and now uh, she has become an activist on abortion, Islam, feminism, uh, the homosexual agenda. I mean, she's I'm sure you have been called everything and maybe even the Sultan of Brunei at this point uh, for the uh, or by the media. Um, but welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, being unafraid. What is it that made you say, hmm, you know what, I'm going to 
I got 10 kids. I'm going to do this, too. <laughs> I'm going to be hated and get death threats, yeah. too, huh? Yeah. You know, when uh, Obama issued his transgender bathroom directive and I knew that uh, 200 pound men were going to be able to be in the locker rooms and dressing rooms of yeah. our little daughters. Yeah. I no longer recognized my country and uh, I feared for the America that my children and my future grandchildren mm-hmm. would grow up in. And so I felt that it was time to get off of the sidelines and on the front lines of the culture war. Do you ever regret it? Uh, no, because I keep at the forefront of my mind, my children's future. That mm-hmm. is what motivates me. And uh, you know that we have radical social Marxists in places of I've power. heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. And I've yeah. listened to you talk about that for 18 years. So uh, because of these radical Marxists who want to transform our nation um, into a very dangerous and, and alarming place, uh, we have to speak up. We have to be bold and courageous. And as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we should be motivated to be yeah. bold and courageous for our children more than anyone. Uh, when you, when you, because you have listened to me for years and years, when you heard me say years ago, there's going to come a time when you're not going to recognize your country. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think it would get as bad as it is right now? Man, I mean, just, uh, Six years ago, we had no idea, for instance, that the um, whole transgender agenda and narrative would have children being stolen from their parents because their parents don't support them taking non-FDA approved drugs to change their sex. We would have never dreamed of that moment just six years ago, would we crazy. No, right. No, it is absolutely insane. So it's an assault on our parental rights. It's an assault on our liberty, our freedom. And I take that very seriously, obviously, as a mama bear. And there is a very large audience of mama bears in our country who are inspired every day by the bold stand that um, I am blessed to be able to take. And they're getting they're getting off of the sidelines and they're engaging in this battle. I believe that unless we have a uh, a moment like Abraham Lincoln had halfway through the Civil War, where he he took the hard stand and said, okay, Lord, what do you want of us? End of slavery, end of slavery. And he, uh, he made it about slavery. He stood up for what was right. And then he called for a national day of prayer, mourning, fasting, uh, fasting, uh, and, uh, and repentance. And that changed everything. The course of our country, it changed uh, and you can you can mark it to the day on the battles that that he declared that uh, I think personally we have to have that for our country and it has to come from the president. I think we need to have something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but you're doing these. Uh, you did it in New York. You're doing it now in Virginia. Tell me about it. You're right. This is not the first time our nation has been in a crisis. You know that yeah. you know your history. Yeah. And uh, and there have been national and presidential calls for fasting and prayer. Yeah. And that is where we are uh, when Governor Cuomo.
Cuomo and the radical feminists lit the World Trade Center up pink, celebrating the execution of babies. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, we knew that we had to do something. My inboxes were absolutely slammed with people yeah. saying, what can we do to rescue these babies? And so we had an incredible time in Albany. I cannot tell you how powerful the event was. And you were such a huge part of that because just having me on your show um, brought our biggest donor to us that mm. we have had to this mm. point. And he has also supported us for this uh, Richmond, Virginia Day of Mourning. And the reason that we've set our sights on Richmond is obviously because of Governor Ralph Northam, yeah. who has not only been embroiled in uh, controversy over his outrageous comments about infanticide killing babies after mm-hmm. they're born 40 know, after crazy. 40 weeks but also in a whole racist narrative that has taken place uh, it's interesting 50 percent of our speakers are african-americans at this richmond virginia Day well they're the ones uh, that were originally targeted with with uh, planned parenthood uh, I mean, absolutely that's where, it, that's where it came from was margaret this, sanger their founder yeah, horrible horrible mm-hmm. stuff are you uh, just uh, are you working with WRVA in Richmond at all? No, not yet. I don't okay, think I'll put you in touch with Thank that's you. our affiliate and they are, they are great. Great. Uh, and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll uh, want to help you uh, right. promote this. Yeah. Well, we've got it? Bishop EW Jackson. This is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually ran against, he's an African American who ran against governor Northam. He's going to mm-hmm. bring the house down. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Ron Archer. I don't know if you've ever seen the video about the trick baby online powerful viral video of oh, this yeah, black yeah, yeah. man who says oh, yeah, i was a trick baby yeah his mother's pimps tried to abort him many many mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. he is now a powerful minister of the gospel mm-hmm. doctor and speaker he will be speaking um little eight-year-old blythe mullen who was rescued from abortion or, um, and her mother chose to put her up for adoption mm-hmm. she will be sharing how she uh, was unplanned, but certainly not unwanted. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a powerful time. We had 4,000 in Albany and 40,000 watching via live stream. And, and we, our heart is, you know, this isn't a fundraiser. This isn't a pep rally. This is a solemn assembly, a time of fasting and praying and mourning over what we have done for 46 years to yeah. these babies. We're tired of the half measures, Glenn. I think that um, I think that you're on the right track, and I applaud you uh, for this. I, I think if um, we have to stop saying, where's God in all this? Where, you know, hey, God, you got to run to our rescue. No, no, no. We have to uh, stop wondering uh, if God's on our side and start uh, wondering if we are on his side. Mm. And he's moving all the big boulders. I mean, what's happening right now is remarkable to me. Um, There are so many things. I mean, lighting up the Empire State Building uh, and and that whole thing that has led to a huge swing in millennials looking at things differently and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he's moving all the big boulders. Uh, All we have to do is stand and then turn back to him and say, "Okay, we repent. We're sorry. And we understand uh, who's in charge and and we want to be on your side here. Mm. Uh, And I I think the day of mourning uh, in Virginia is great. It's happening this Saturday. Yes. One o'clock at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. If you go to day of mourning dot org and morning is spelled m-o-u-r-n <laughs> if you go to day of dot org you will see how you can donate we have a lot of expenses with the venue um, you'll see how you can register to get free tickets it is a free event but you will need a ticket if the event sells out and uh, you'll see who our speakers are and we're asking the country we're asking the entire nation this saturday to wear black to fast and pray 
and to repent for the sin of abortion. And we believe that we are touching the heart of God, our creator, who um, who really founded America and established our nation uh, so that we would push back the cultural Marxists, would would push back the tide of evil. Um, we believe that, that God is listening to us right now. And he promised that uh, if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal, heal their land. It's like an equation, Glenn. No, one no. plus one equals two. If we will do this, then he promised us he will do this. So if we believe in him and his promises, then this is the track that we need to be on. And humility is the first uh, step in that day of mourning day of mourning spelled m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g i-n-g it's day of org. it happens in richmond on saturday thank you so much thank you glenn god bless all right our sponsor this half hour is uh lifelock uh, i want to talk to you a little bit about cybercrime. it is a real problem all over the world the statistics are becoming a little out of hand according to a recent report the number of confirmed data breaches since last year has increased 424 percent that's a one-year jump uh 71 percent jump in dark web activity and there's there's only been uh, 14.9 billion stolen identity records exchanging hands in the last 12 months. Cyber criminals have switched their focus from big corporations to less protected small companies now and small businesses. And there are many ways that they, your information can be had. Please go to lifelock.com and use the promo code back. Nobody can stop all identity theft and monitor all transactions, yada, yada, yada. But these people are the best in the business. It's LifeLock. And if there is a problem, they are going to work to fix it. They have a U.S.-based restoration team. Just get it now and save 10% just by using the promo code B-E-C-K. That's promo code back at 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. So what is more dangerous, the person with radical ideas or the person with radically no ideas which one is more dangerous one with radical ideas or no ideas whatsoever but is seeking influence and power i believe the one that is the empty suit because they'll do and say anything they will morph into anything because all they want is the power and the accolades this is i believe the story of beto o'rourke um, Bob Francis O'Rourke, as we call him on this program. Um, he is a guy who really, truly does not know who he is. Now, I want you to know tonight at five o'clock Eastern time on Blaze TV, we're introducing a new series. And every week we will bring you another candidate for the Democratic Party that is uh, is looking for influence and power and telling you who they are. Good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, Beto is an amazing guy because I think as we look into him, he is an empty suit. What does he really stand for? Jacobin Magazine, which is the Socialist Magazine, said this, and I'm quoting the Socialist Magazine. Ideologically, Beto is an empty politician standing for everything and nothing in particular. He's known as a guy who, you know, 
He's an untouchable uh, uh, skateboarding rock star. But who is he? Uh, The Guardian, again, not a conservative organization, cited his inconsistent voting record, something they uh, they could have easily reported during the midterms, but they didn't. There is a recent barrage from The Washington Post. One article paints a bizarre picture of a man that likes to put feces in food bowls and try to trick his wife. Another calls out this again. The Washington Post calls out the fact that Beto doesn't seem to have any actual policy ideas. Then there's the Reuters exclusive that revealed Beto's previous membership in one of the most notorious hacking groups in the entire world. I'm going to get into that tonight and tell you what that means and what he did. He posted under the uh, hacker handle Psychedelic Warlord. He, he blogged about everything from punk rock music to the evils of money to child murder fantasies. But here's the thing. During the last election... The media had all this and set on it because they despised Ted Cruz. Now that he's running for the head of the Democratic Party, now he's got operatives uh, that are against him in the Democratic Party, in the media. So they're releasing some of this information. Here's the thing. Nobody right or left knows for sure what they even have with Robert Francis O'Rourke. If you go to your you go to his website, you expect to see, you know, what I believe, what I want to accomplish, blah, blah, where I stand on the issues. No. Instead, if you go to his website, here's what you get. A sweaty picture of Beto with two links. One lets you donate and the other lets you shop for T-shirts. Which, in a nutshell, is him. Good on marketing, good on organizing, great on raising money. But kind of vague on what he wants to accomplish. More of just I'm just an image on a T-shirt. And to me, this is why he is so dangerous. Not only do the Republicans and the Democrats not know what he believes in, he doesn't actually know either. The Washington Post recently quoted O'Rourke asking his constituents, and I quote, to shape him into the presidential candidate they want him to be. To help him draft a vision for America. He is begging. I look, I'm an empty suit. I'm an empty vessel. You can fill me up with whatever you want. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a silver screen. Project on me whatever it is you wish. It is a crazy life and a crazy look at a wandering lost soul that both has absolutely no clue as to what he wants or who he is, but is willing to become whatever he has to in order to fit in. Tonight, we go through uh, the life and times of Beto O'Rourke and give you an opening look at who this man is and why he, in my opinion, shouldn't be a serious consideration uh, for president of the United States. Now, I haven't found a serious uh, person on the other side that is actually talking about the free market principles that built America. I mean, you know, used to be, well, you could find somebody on the other side, you know, in the Democratic Party. We just differ on a few things, blah, blah. No, no, no. These are radicals. And tonight on Blaze TV at 5 p.m., the Glenn Beck program, 
gives you a look at a man who's radical because he has absolutely no idea, no idea of what he believes or who he even is. And it took him a lifetime to get to nowhere. Tonight, Beto, Fife, subscribe now, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck.